As you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, you will see through the fog a bend in reality, a veil that is beyond your own comprehension. It's the other side, beyond the void. That's right, it's episode 315, and today we're taking you to Spain and France for two movies that are not exactly talked about a whole lot, one less than the other, but one is called Acción Mutante from Spain. It's an Alex de la Iglesia film, which if you know, I'm a huge fan of The Last Circus. It's one of my favorite movies ever. And uh, Mutants from France, and it's from 20. 2009. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. Oh, I didn't say. I think uh, actually, Action Mutante was from 1993, by the way. So um, this is like right in the the dead center of rap rock. <laughs> <laughs> it was about that time. It was like the early 90s when rap rock was like really mm-hmm. popular and stuff. So you'll you'll know why we're talking about that in a bit because it's in that movie. And uh, it's like a Spanish version of that. There's like a band called uh, Defcon Dos. <laughs> Instead of Defcon Four, it's Defcon Dos too. So, uh, but yeah, how have you been? What's going on with you, Christina? I'm okay. How are you, Alex? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. We're doing the keto thing still. Being mindful. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent on it. I think uh, we're kind of baby steps baby babying in a little bit just a little like i'm i'm like 98 percent of the way there i haven't had any carbs which is good well i mean i've had like two percent of my intake the super bowl is happening here in phoenix oh that's right yeah so this weekend it's fucking crazy but we're not leaving the house for that reason and you know it it really makes things a mess all over the fucking place though honestly mm-hmm. <laughs> because everybody's everywhere Right, and then of course, well, the Super Bowl's actually happened in Glendale, but then of course they have to have every like they have a big thing. The NFL has a big thing in downtown Phoenix, and then there's a big thing right. in Scottsdale for the NFL. Plus, the waste management opens going on, which is a big golf thing that happens every year. And I hope all the uh, <sighs> all the white people get crazy and just start fucking wrecking shit and rioting. I hope <laughs> Philadelphia <laughs> wins the Super Bowl because you know they're going to fucking burn down their city. That's what I'm saying. Like, it would be like they great. Get, they get nuts, dude. Burn down their city? Yeah, they will burn down their city if oh, they yeah. win the Super Bowl well, here. Because, yeah, I don't think they've ever won. 
<laughs> I, I don't know. know. This is for a long time, at least. I don't know. It's been for. I don't, I don't watch. Know. I don't like I don't sport. Watch I don't like football either. Yeah, I used to. I, I used to watch football with my dad and all, but you know, since I moved out here, I don't really do any of that shit. I don't really care. I, don't I, care I, I remember I used to watch it just because everybody made me. So I'm not in that position anymore. I don't need to. So you can't force well, me. Well, they're premiering. I'll watch my horror movies. You fucking piece of shit. They're premiering the the new Scream trailer at the Super Bowl tomorrow. <laughs> And then the Breaking Bad popcorners uh, commercials. Yes, they've been making them all over the fucking place. Well, they're Super Bowl commercials. Uh, so that's, that's why. And I thought those were pretty good. That's... <laughs> it just makes me want to watch the show again. I will stay to this day. That is probably one of the best TV shows that have ever been on TV ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. Well, we have been watching The Last of Us. Oh, yeah, we really like that a lot. I know a lot of people are, like, kind of getting upset because they're seeing a lot of drama, and I'm like... Uh, yeah, it's a TV show, bro. Uh, well, no, no, have you ever played the fucking game? Oh, is the game <laughs> like, dramatic, too? Yeah, it's very dramatic. Yeah, there's, like, creatures and stuff, and that's the base of it. Like, you move around and fight stuff, and, you know, but it's mostly about the human element, you know, very much like how The Walking Dead is. In the beginning? Yeah, like, it's yeah. more It's more about the... Not the action, necessarily, and more about the relationship between Ellie and Joel is the big main thing, okay? Because they both have loss in their life. They both have not had anything. And they, they fill a specific gap for each other. And a lot of those stories are very heartfelt. Like, really, I mean, like, genuinely. Like, that game is like one of the first games that ever made me want to cry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and this is show is pretty much doing the same goddamn thing. So I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I would love to see more action, but it's not Walking Dead, guys. Like, oh no, 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 it's, not it's at a all. little bit different. Not yet. Yeah, there is stuff like that in the show, and we, I'm sure, we'll see a lot more of that. But they're probably building up a lot of characters, like they did for some of these, so they can tear them down. That's that's what the, the, the drama is all about. The yeah. Thing. And then uh, we also started watching. Every, I know everyone's already watched it, but we also started watching The White Lotus. Oh my so god! We're almost. I really like that. that show, dude. I do too, dude. It's so Christina doesn't even like the awkwardness of like The Office, which pisses me off because The Office is one of my favorite comedy shows, and I quote it all the fucking time, and she fucking hates it. She doesn't. <laughs> Even, well, she doesn't hate it. She jokingly hates it because it makes right. her feel uncomfortable. When we watched like White Lotus episode four of the first season, she was like, we were both like, oh, God, please don't. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. No. <laughs> but it's really fucking funny. And that guy who plays the, the general manager of the White Lotus is in The Last of Us. That's, oh, well, he's in episode three. He encouraged me to watch that show yeah, because of, that, of his episode episode <laughs> and he's fucking good man that guy's hilarious he is funny he's really funny very mm-hmm. charismatic seeing mm-hmm. steve zan which we were like holy shit we haven't seen him in a lot of stuff and i for whatever reason remembered him being a bigger part of my childhood mm-hmm. uh than i think he really was <laughs> he was in suburbia and reality bites those are two pretty big movies i would say reality bites is probably one of the bigger movies of the two influential for the generation right but the suburbia movie was like that uh it was like around that time that all those movies were coming out like right can't hardly wait and uh, what was the, the 90s other? movies yeah those 90s party movies yeah uh or just you know stuck in suburban america type movies you know there's another suburbia movie that's out that's like much more like apocalyptic <laughs> that that is not that movie but 
he's in the 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 comedic version of that. Oh, right. Where I think it's like a, it's like a small town. Some guy got really famous, becomes an actor, comes back to town to visit, and he hangs out with all of his friends that are still doing the same dumb shit they always did. And it's this like weird dynamic. Empire Records. That's another one. That, oh, so well, we're talking the '90s because I mean it's 1993. We got Alex de la Iglesia's Acción uh, which is, means mutant action. But I like to call it what it is because that's what it's called, period. So, Action <laughs> Mutante! Action Mutante! It's a song. Got really into it. Dude, it reminds me. The, the, they made a theme song for this, okay? And I got a little bit of trivia on the band and stuff, but they, uh, they uh, made the song for the movie. And these guys sound like, if you guys remember, the band... The Funk Junkies, which were, they went on tour with like 311 and shit back in the day. Funky, funky, I am a junkie. Yeah, well, that was their album after their first album, which was really big. Um, but they were they were out from out here. Right. But the band, uh, Defcon Dos, sounds exactly like them, only right. in Spanish. <laughs> it's really weird. But what else is going on? What do we got? Else? Oh, we got, oh, we're going to be doing Scream, guys. We're doing all of the movies. Because the new one's coming out. Yeah, so finally you're going to get our opinion on that. Um, we're going to be doing it the following week of next week. So it's not next week, but it'll be the following week. We Episode got... 317. Yeah, thank you for doing that. We had to work it out because the movie's coming out March 10th. Something like that, yeah. And we're the sixth one is coming out March 10th. And it's probably the most disparate one from the group it's going to be probably the most disconnected in some way connected in some other way but i think they're trying in the city now so it's like you know it's like a whole new generation or something does it uh go along with the tv show remember there's a tv show it's different the tv show is different it it was kind of like rewritten to kind of be a little more edgier oh okay scream was yeah like teen wolf kind of yeah yeah which yeah crazy team wolf got a little little romantic got a little bit more like um what's that show buffy no buffy silly heaven i don't no, know the vampire one that everybody loved buffy i'm a disco ball no twilight twilight that's yeah not a show that was yeah tw- teen wolf became like twilight oh, like twi- what oh that's what you're trying to say jesus fucking christ God, get your words together i'm trying <laughs> She's supposed to be my fucking wingman, people. Like, Jesus Christ. What I hate when I ask her something. Like, I love you to death, of course. This is not to make fun of Christina. Just so she knows and we don't You're get... making fun of me. You yeah. Just stop right now. Every time I will ask her a question, she immediately just shuts her brain off. Like, no, ins- I do. Instinctually. No, uh, you hold say on, it. let me say my piece no, and you can say yours. No, what happens is you you say it and you think you said it like the way you thought and you didn't say it. Like you just told me to pull the cords. They're not even going to know what the fuck meant, we're talking about. And he meant push. So I'm like, what? Why no, didn't she pull? She's dyslexic, guys. Think about it. She thinks I said pull, but no, I said push. No, 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 no. <laughs> you can't use that. You can't use that. That oh, is not. Oh, okay, but you use it for everything else. I heard it fine. Okay. That's why I was confused. Anyway, the way I perceive it is that she instantly looks at it as a challenge, and she's like, "Nope, I'm shutting my brain off because I don't want to be pressured." It's not true. And then, and and then it's like. <laughs> She'll instantly say no before I even finish the fucking question. And then... Because usually it's something stupid. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. That's why it's instant no. But if it's 90s, she's usually pretty good about it. Usually. 
anyway, sorry guys. We just I had to get that out because she doesn't listen. She doesn't listen to me. She just cuts me off. Who are you? <laughs> Where am I? Where are my pants? <laughs> Why do I have fecal matter on my chest? <laughs> anyway, what else is going on? What else are we excited about? Oh, Evil Dead's coming up April 20-something or April close to my birthday. I know that. My nephew texted me mm-hmm. to let me know that he's re-watching all of the Evil Dead's. Oh, really? To be in preparation, yeah. Uh, yeah, I wonder what they're going to be some like little... I think this one's going to be the most like by itself standalone kind of thing mm-hmm. you know like it's going to be it's like own little island of a story you know mm-hmm. i'm really excited for it that's probably one of my most anticipated things this year because every time i see the trailer i almost want to cry you know i'm like oh my god it's happening again all over <laughs> <laughs> you guys can laugh all you want but that's like one of my favorites you know Out of control. it is like i mean even fucking dead alive one of my favorite movies of all time took inspiration from that those movies you know what i mean mm-hmm like, the lead character Timothy Baum plays is, like, literally, like, fucking Ash almost. Mm-hmm. A bumbling kind of idiot who doesn't want any part of it, but has to, take, you know, has to stand up for it because he just doesn't want to die. <laughs> it's fucking Ash Williams, really. Except he's a little bit more sleazy and a more American, obviously. Right. But, man, guys, who is not excited about Dead Alive? And what is the other one? Uh, Bad Taste and... Oh, uh, meet the Feebles and that one, the the garden one where the two girls killed their fa- family or something like that, and the secret garden is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was one of um, Peter Jackson's movies that he did, but all four of those are coming to 4K, and supposedly they're going to do it in a box set. Oh shit, that's going to be expensive. Yeah. Christina already made a promise to me that. Oh god damn it! If I sold my fucking my goddamn uh, Dead Alive Blu-ray. Which we did. Which I, you know, she would guarantee that we would get the mega ultra box set, whatever it is. I swear to God. It's and like, then I'm going to rub it on my genitalia live on YouTube. I'm not buying YouTube. it. <laughs> I'm not buying it. Live on YouTube. You're going to have to pimp yourself out to. I'll do whatever I have to you. do, but we're mm-hmm. getting that shit. I'll suck seven dicks. I don't care for that fucking box set, dude. <laughs> but I think it might be that time. Just kidding. We're not going to be doing any of that. Sorry, guys, because I'm on keto and I can't have it. But we will post some extra content on social media, kind of clips and stuff like that in lieu of it. You know, uh, yeah. it sucks, but, you know, it's kind of hard not to. Not to drink. Yeah. Even just a little bit. Just a little bit. Whore pot. Maybe we could do oh, something. Oh, like- we can. We can. <laughs> We should take some edibles. Horror pod. You just hear like the bong water fucking going up and then me coughing. <coughs> so today's bong rip is going to be dedicated to. <laughs> Didn't they used to have a YouTube fucking channel or whatever? That I was, think so. They would just get high and talk about horror movies on Dread Central or something. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it was like really out of control. <laughs> anyway, guys, I think we're going to go ahead and jump right into our flesh and potatoes of our adventures in Spain with 1993's Acción Mutante by Alex de la Iglesia and Mutants from 2009. And we're going to go ahead and do that right now. Rapido!
All right, Christina did the work. Oh, no, she didn't do the work on the first That's one. That's you. We've been doing that for a while, so I'm so used to it now, yeah. like, instinctually. Um, but, yeah, so we're going to go ahead and jump into Axiom Mutante, which is a movie that came out in 1993, like I've said, like 90 times already. Uh, in the future, ruled by attractive people, which is, what a sin, mutant terrorists kidnap a rich man's daughter to claim rights for the ugly. Escaping police, the mutant leader crashes into a planet of crazy miners where no women exist. Director and writer Alex De La Iglesia, the... Uh, one of the biggest uh, directors from Spain, other than, you know, like Guillermo del Toro and quite a few other directors, but these two are in particular very similar, I think, to one another. Uh, I think Alex de la Iglesia is probably the weirder one, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they all love the same shit. You know what I mean? Like, right. Uh, he did the movie Day of the Beast, which was probably one of his highest rated movies about a priest going out and trying to commit sin to get in favor with the devil to kill him once and for all. He teams up with a fucking metalhead guy who is into Satan and asking him questions about what he needs to do in order to get Satan close to him. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty funny. I mean, it's not the funniest thing I've ever seen, but it's totally Alex De La Iglesia. The Last Circus, one of my favorite movies of his. Witching and Bitching, obviously about witches, folklore, stuff like that. And uh, he also does the show 30 Coins, which we've talked about on this show many times. We got writer, another writer other than Alex De La Iglesia, who is his writing partner on a lot of movies. Just think of most everything he's done, including The Day of the Beast, 30 Coins, and everything he's done. But he's worked on other productions in Spain that I couldn't even tell you the names of because I've never even seen them or heard of them or anything. So, Mm -hmm. um some of the cast we got Antonio Razines, uh, Razines, I would I would assume is Ramon. He's the captain. He was in movies like Zelda Two Eleven, Los Serrano, Lucky Star, La Niña de Tus Ojos. We have also Alex Angulo who plays Alex, the Siamese twin guy. He's the one on the left. <laughs> uh, he was in the Day of the Beast as the priest that we were talking about. Live Flesh, Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, he died on uh, actual July 20th of 2014, actually, which he was he was pretty good. Mm-hmm. We also have Federique Feder, who plays Patricia Orojo. She was in Three Colors Red, Steven, Swept from the Sea. We also have Juan Viadas, Viadas, who plays Juan, the twin on the right, <laughs> the conjoined twin on the right, yeah. Uh, he was in The Last Circus, another movie, obviously by Alex. The Ministry of Time, Commonwealth, and more. We also have Santiago Segura, who plays Ezekiel. He's one of the Mining Planets brothers that has a really disgusting scene in it that Christina was, like, grossed out because I played a second time. That's disgusting. <laughs> He is really famous. You guys always have seen him in a lot of movies. He wears like the little tiny round uh, glasses that are, you know, just enough to fit around his eyes, but they're really close together. And he always, it's like his like thing. I don't know what it is, Mm -hmm. but he wears those all the time. He was in the movies, The Last Circus, Blade 2, Pacific Rim, Hellboy, Torante films, and The Strain TV show. We also have Enrique San Francisco, who is not from San Francisco, but in Spain. And, uh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know what I'm um, I think uh, that's where the original San Francisco is. Christina, there's only one, and it's the whale's <laughs> vagina. Agree to disagree, oh okay? Um, 
she, Enrique was in the daughter's husband, save the zombies, bird boy, and the forgotten children. He was the the uh, daughter's husband that gets married to her. Oh, okay. Um, we also have Fernando Guillen, who plays Mr. Arujo, the father of the daughter. Named uh, He was in Don Juan in Hell, Sabbath, and uh, 10 films, by the way, in 1993. So That's a lot. He was doing a lot at that time. <laughs> this movie had a budget of a million and a half. I'm not sure if that was, you know, Spanish money or European money. Well, technically, it was before the European thing, and there's some trivia on that. But it made about a million at the box office. Christina, what are your thoughts oh. on this 4K transfer that we got to see? Uh, it's probably the, the cleanest copy that's ever been made. I guess. It was very clear. Yeah, it, well, you should see the original. Yeah, I bet it was very grainy, huh? Dude, just even the DVD. It's not even the quality of the DVD. Uh-huh. It's just the transfers that they had to work off of. This is the oh. cleanest looking shit you will ever see. That's crazy. Because it is like a really creative imagery movie. It had creative oh, yeah. imagery. Sure. And like good sets and like costumes. It was like punk rock. It's yeah. Like punk rocking. But, but. <laughs> he is kind of a rebel in the filmmaking world. Yeah. but it, He pushes the boundaries a lot. Yeah. It, I mean, it, with all the visual stuff going on, I'm surprised I was so bored with it. And like, I, I just, I didn't understand what was going on through the first half of the movie because it was just like. They were. It was just going like too fast for me, and I didn't understand. Well, now I do. Like, there's like this resistance versus the police. Well, first of all, can I say something? The dialogue is speeding through. Through, yeah. It is not one that is easy to take notes to. We had to frequently pause the movie because we didn't want to miss any of the dialogue because Christina didn't even know what was going on the first twenty minutes. I I didn't. I didn't, but I, I just knew there was like something going on between these two groups of people, but I did not know why. Yeah. I'm like, why the fuck are they fighting? I I don't know. I, think I was I like, it's as simple as that they're they're pretty and they're not. <laughs> right. It's a group of disabled people, like it, technically. Yeah, it's, and they're the resistance. And it's like, but why? Like, what? Like, I will. I like, it will make more sense when we get to. I, I'll, I'll explain a little bit before we get to the spoiler section, but why? why Alex is the way he is and why he would write story like this. Okay. Cause it's very much ingrained in him. Okay. Uh, it was very nineties in terms of the, it, in terms of the, there's this woman and, uh, she, she's going to be able to take care of herself and be independent. Right. And like take care of herself, but, but she's still going to need a man. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like they, they, they put in these little tiny things that, you know, make her strong and whatnot. But, you know, we can't make the man feel insecure, you know, because, you know, he still has to rescue the woman. That's that was totally the vibe I was getting towards the end. Of the I mean, movie. yeah, which was funny. It was funny, but it was like, Jesus, it's the 90s. I was like rolling my eyes. Right. But uh, I gave it a four out of ten. Four out of ten. OK, yeah. definitely not for her. No, I didn't like it. Um, I liked it. I mean, I can definitely understand why people would not be so into it. It's just so different. Uh, let's put it this way. If you're a fan of like city of the child, city of the lost children or fifth element, the fifth element is another, maybe judge dread, the one with, uh, Stallone in it. Um, or you're a fan of like demolition man. Can you let me speak? Christina? Thanks. Delicatessen. <laughs> 
No, I. Speak. I would say it's more delicatessen, especially now that I watch the extras and and Alex de la Iglesia. Which when we were watching the movie, I said this to Christina. I was like, "Oh, this is reminding me of City of Lost Children." And then when I watched the extras, he was like, uh, "Delicatessen is one of the movies." Same director, same director uh, as City of Lost Children. Oh. And he said he we're just we we are cut from the same sort of aesthetic cloth, um, you know, because he's there. That's a French director. And then, of course, he's a Spanish director, Alex uh-huh. de la Iglesia. But they have the very mm-hmm. similar sort of comedic toning and like dark comedy that's kind of in these things. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a movie that is going to be really hard to follow, especially because you don't speak the language. If you do, it's going to be a lot easier. Um, but there is no English dubs that I, you know, and I don't really like to watch those anyway because I feel it takes away from the acting performance. It, like it's someone else's performance, like over top of it. Imagine having somebody else speak for you. Uh huh. It just doesn't make sense. Right. So. Um, personally, I think it is a good film. Is it as good as The Last Circus? Is it as good as The Day of the Beast? Mm, maybe not. But there is a lot of stuff in it that we were laughing at and we did find funny, but it took a little while to get to that spot. This is a movie that you are not going to see another movie like it, okay? There is not another movie that is like it. Delicatessen is a very loose reference based on the aesthetics, okay? Story-wise, this is just a wild, bizarre, sci-fi fucking... Oh, he said that he was inspired by space truckers and, like, you know... They did a movie called Space Pirates um, uh-huh. that that he directed. That was a, a short film that turned into a feature film, and that's why he did it. Oh. Um, one thing you have to kind of understand about Alex Iglesias, he loves like cult cinema. He loves like that uh, pushing the boundaries kind of stuff. Where he likes the irony in like uh, contrast. So. He really thinks things like, you know, killing somebody to the sound of Christmas, uh, you know, or, you know, something very different, you know, is just like the contrast of the two mm-hmm. is really funny. And he thinks that's like, it's like his way of, of kind of as a revenge against the imposing norms of society, uh-huh. as he would put it. You know what I mean? That's right. not his words directly, but essentially what he meant. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he likes, he thinks it's funny. When you play a happy song and someone's getting murdered, you know? So he's got this really kind of twisted, sort of cynical look at everything. And the movie is sort of, um, you know, sort of picking on beautiful people, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like saying that, you know, who are, who are you, you know, to, to say what is best? And they're not really all that great people after all, you know, and even though they're these guys are like bumbling idiots who are trying to kidnap her and dying left and right, which people die in this movie like it is no big deal. Right. But there is some really cool practical effects in it. There's a lot of really amazing uh, like set design stuff, which Alex Stela Iglesia used to be a prop master. And this movie, they really oh. kind of let him run wild with that a little bit. Uh, he was working on the props as he was doing this movie as well, because, you know, there was a time where they were kind of homeless for a while and he just kind of didn't have anything else to do. So they were just working on this movie nonstop. Oh. Um, but yeah, it is. It's so fast. The comedic timing is not going to be for everybody. Some of the jokes are going to go over our head, you know, where they might not in Spain. Um, some of the jokes are kind of just his own personal inside jokes, I guess, because he mm-hmm. said he only created this movie for him, really, and, and his friends to laugh at. And he doesn't really worry about what other people 
think, no, so to speak, you know. But to me, it's just weird and fucking out there. And there's something about it that I kind of like that, you know, it's above average in that department as far as like movies go, I think, because there's such stuff that you would have never seen at this age in 93. This is kind of like a bigger, this is the first bigger movie they ever did. Mm-hmm. And then they did all these other ones too, you know, that were a little bit more smaller, you know. Uh, he, right. he would make them look big, but they weren't as big as this. Right. So, it you know, I think there it's flawed, but there is some good stuff in it. I did laugh. There is a lot of dry humor. There is a lot of sexual humor. There is a lot of um, just stupid humor, like, you know, like we Immature were... Immature humor. Yeah, there was like a scene where like a girl's about getting ready to be basically uh, the big R. It's basically going to get raped. And then it cuts to a scene where they're both driving and he's like, how the hell did you get out of there? And she's like, oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, wait, how the fuck did she get out of there? And some of the characters in this movie, there's a lot of really, really rich characters. Um, I don't think you really get to spend enough time with any one of them too much, except for like the Siamese twin guy mm-hmm. uh, and Ramon, who's the captain of the ship, who's uh, mischievous, the girl and you know maybe a couple of people on the mining planet that they they go to. Right. Um, ultimately, it's just a lot of really crazy, wacky characters thrown into a really wild and crazy idea that Alex de la Iglesia had in his brain that really just celebrates the irony of stuff like playing a happy song in a massacre. You know what I mean? There is a lot of blood and guts and stuff like that in this movie. There is a lot of weird humor that you probably won't laugh at. But when you think back, you're going to be like, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this. Mm-hmm. I think this is more of like a, if you're a fan of Alex de la Iglesia, you're probably going to get it better than you would if you were just on the outside, not really knowing what to expect. Mm-hmm. But if you're a fan of weird shit, like Nick and I were talking about, I love weird shit like Dr. Caligari from the 80s or whatever. Maybe it was in the 90s. I can't remember. We're really looking forward to that kind of stuff. Just weird. Mm -hmm. And this will definitely hit that that button for weird for you. And a sci-fi twisted sort of like terrorists against humanity or the beauty of humanity. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's really kind of on the nose for an Alex de la Iglesia film after sitting down and listening to the man talk about it. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, I would probably give this like a six out of 10. It's not my favorite thing, but I really still kind of appreciated it because they really put in the effort in it. And I think the last half of the movie is much more fun than the first half. Uh-huh. The first half is, is kind of coming at you so much. You really just don't know what's going on. It's almost like there was a movie before it that we never saw. That's what it felt like when we were watching it. So I can totally understand why she she didn't understand. We had to pause the movie. I had to read the synopsis to her and what was going on from Wiki so that she could be like, so we both really could be on the same page because it was flying. The dialogue was just going so fast. Yeah, it was just flying. Last Circus doesn't have a lot of dialogue. Right. It has some towards the end, Mm -hmm. but it's really not that much. Um, But yeah. I don't know. If you're a fan of Alex de la Iglesia, I say definitely check it out. I mean, there's obviously fans of it out there that, you know, I have the the VHS from years ago and uh, it does not. It looks amazing. 
they have all these extras on the discs. There's like, you know, interview with the director, the other writer, Jorge. They have special effects guy. They have the lead actor. They have like behind the scenes, uh, the making of like extra footage that they have in there. A ton of extra stuff in there. So it really is kind of a, a nice, you know, release, to be honest. And uh, I'm sure they'll probably sell like the Blu-ray at some point in time instead of the 4K or whatever. But for now, I think the 4K is out. It's gone. Oh. So I was surprised by that. But maybe they maybe they didn't do so many. They probably it was probably limited. It definitely was limited. They usually do. But it seems weird that people bought this so quick. But I guess 4Ks are pretty well, popular. Those, and those fans, I mean, they like cult stuff. And yep, this is definitely a cult film. Like. It is the epitome of cult. Uh, it is not a horror film necessarily, but there are horror elements in it. Definitely. Um, but yeah, uh, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. I got some trivia on the movie, though, that I sat down and watched, and we can talk about that with some of our favorite scenes and things that we liked. Um, but if you don't want anything spoiled, of course, I think you can watch this online. I don't think they've done it yet. Severin's really weird about that sometimes. Let me just see. You could pick up a DVD copy or I don't know when they're going to resell um, <clears throat> this, but it's going to be a little bit harder to find. Uh, it says here that the Blu-ray with the slip cover is back in stock. It wasn't when I last looked. So if you did want to pick it up, you're, they're still selling it on Severin for $45 right now for 10% off. I don't know how long that's going to last, but that's what it says right now. But if you know anything spoiled, here is your warning. So uh, Alex de la Iglesia, like I mentioned, was a prop master. He'd worked on a lot of that, like, you know, production side of making movies. And I think that's why his films look so good. Right. Um, if you notice, I mean, even in. Oh, yeah, totally. They, you, there's no doubt that, like, he's got an aesthetic, maybe not as, as, as wild and crazy as, like, you know. Del Toro. Guillermo del Toro, yeah. but you can tell that they kind of come from that very same cloth. Like there's a very, a lot of similarities. They right. use a lot of the same actors. I mean, they're both Spanish, but that's besides the point. I think they just, they both appreciate each other and I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if they're not friends, that would be right. You know what I mean? But, um, I guess he started doing TV and film when he, he was 18 years of age. Mm -hmm. So it was like instant. And he was just out there doing it, working on it, and uh, eventually got into direction, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, he worked on a short film called The Space Pirates, which I mentioned, and a lot of people really liked that. And they said, you know, you should make a full feature film of that. And so he was like, okay. And some of the elements of that short film are very, are similar, but most of it is very different. Mm -hmm. And that's, of course, you expect that from a feature film, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, you can go wild, might as well go wild. He said that they really gave him a lot of freedom on this movie so that they could fully realize the whole film mm -hmm. in pre-production. So, like, they had a lot of time to make the, the set look good. They had a lot of time to work out all the logistics of this film. Mm -hmm. So he said he was treated like pretty much like Spielberg <laughs> when he was working on the film. So... He said it was the most amazing experience for him, and they gave him extra time for everything. Mm -hmm. So uh, he also, you know, worked with uh, Pedro, who is one of his productionist buddies, I guess, uh, who were like they were basically homeless at the time, you know. And like I said, they were like basically trying to do anything they could to to not have to go 
somewhere because they had nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. So they would just be working on like every part of production. So people were like, we have to get this movie done because we need to get rid of these guys. <laughs> they, they were like, oh, can I help you with this? Oh, can I help you with this? Can I help you with this? And they were like, just go away. <laughs> uh, but Alex also said that the movie is sort of meant to say a million things. He He's really kind of has a cynical look at life in a lot of ways. Uh, he says he's very. this movie is very self-aware about all the particular things that it tries to do in this movie, including some of the genre that he's pulling from. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, you know, like the sci-fi elements and stuff uh-huh. like that. He uh, also was inspired by a lot of German expressionism films, mm-hmm. which I would assume probably is why his characters are so animated. Mm-hmm. You know, the, he does a lot of physical gags with each of his characters. Like the girl had her lips stapled. And, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like one was floating around on a goddamn fucking hover, like, hovercraft. Yeah. Wheelchair. Yeah, it was so cool. I loved that. Yeah, that was cool. The police looked straight up out of fucking like Fifth Element. Oh, yeah, totally. And like Fifth were, Element like took those like characters. And they were just beating people. That's all yeah, they do. Which is exactly what they were doing in the Fifth Element. Too. Yeah, yeah. Or Judge Dredd. I think it was Judge Dredd. Yeah, Judge too. Dredd, yeah. The original Judge Dredd, yeah. by the way. He just likes to really find a kind of like a twist from that ironic perspective. He said that life is a lot of times like that there's that contrast in things like you may go through the worst thing in your life, but it is probably going to be the most important time of your life. And he just loves that aspect of it, you know, because it changes those are important moments in your life, you know. Like when I went through like the worst shit I went through, mm-hmm. it made me I got into a band and we got really far and got to travel and stuff. So I can understand him being kind of infatuated with that. Um there was like for example, one of the scenes in the movie, there was the the wedding cake scene. Um right. where he hops out like she stabs the cake. She thinks she's cutting cake. Right. And, and it stabs the hunchback guy. Who was sabotaging the wedding. Yeah, who was in there like a Trojan horse, like trying to get, he was going to pop out and shoot all the pretty people. Mm-hmm. And he gets stabbed and he screams and everybody's like, oh my God. And she pulls the knife out and there's blood all over it. And then he slumps out of the cake, falls back down. And then he gets up and he starts and he shooting everybody. Guns. And he's got like icing on top of his head. Mm-hmm. And they play this song that's like a song, like the words are like, you know, ladies and ladies and parties and fun and everybody's dancing it's time to run da, da, da. you know like so it's like this really like completely like while everybody's getting fucking shot in the head mm-hmm. and it's like brutal blood shots like all over their bodies by the way <laughs> people like real. there was people like literally shaking on the ground like from like having seizures yeah like they were like they were like their body was going into that death yeah, thing you know well, not shocked. They were just dead, so their body was twitching. Mm-hmm. It was just fucking <laughs> kind of dark, really. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he loves that. That's, like, the perfect scene for him, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, just to a wedding where everybody's supposed to be happy. Right. A song where everybody's dancing, because everybody was dancing in that place and having a blast and laughing, and then she stabs that guy and everybody <laughs> dies. Um, Jorge, his writing partner in this movie... Apparently, I guess they'd known, he'd known Alex forever. Mm-hmm. They went to the same you know, elementary school and all this other stuff. And he said when they went to school, they were in a really poor part of town. 
and they didn't have like a swing set or a playground or anything like that. And when they would go on recess, they would go sit on the street and watch the people walk by and they would make up little stories about where everybody was going mm-hmm. when they were walking down the street. And that's how they passed their time. Oh. And that was the seed that made them want to start doing want to start writing and making movies and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. they you know, they both became writers in that regard and one, you know, obviously went to be a director. So that was pretty neat. The the name of the planet that they land on is called Axtriax. It's the mining colony where the second half of the story is set. It's actually a pun of Asturias, which is a region in northern Spain that's known for its coal mining. So it's kind of like a Oh, a dig, a nod, pun intended, a dig. <laughs> <laughs> at those miners, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, so I don't know. Like, And I guess a lot of the characters in that town is his version of those people, I guess, in a way, mm-hmm. which we have to talk about that scene. <laughs> Can we talk about that scene? No, it's gross. <laughs> talking. Oh, 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 oh. So first of all, like this movie just kind of kills off all of the guys that you were introduced to in the beginning of the movie. They're presented like superheroes. Yeah, like they're going to save the day. Yeah, like they're like, you know, they're they're like these like ragtag group of idiots who go out and just cause mischief them. and, and someone just... always dies every time they go out and set it. The funny thing is Ramon, who's their leader, he's in jail and he's been in jail for five years and he's been watching TV the whole time. They were like, you know, oh man, what was it like in there? You know, it must've been bad. And he was like, oh, it wasn't too bad. I had a lot of TV and I got to watch you idiots fucking fail <laughs> at every goddamn thing you did. <laughs> and the funny thing about that is, and this is another little side joke that Alex de Iglesias is like that, that, that little joke that he likes to make fun mm-hmm. is that that character is ma- putting them down right. for one person dying on each of their things that they do. Even though they successfully do it, they, someone dies and he's like, how could you let one of us die? You know, <laughs> you know? And then when he goes to lead them all, literally like half the cast dies. Yeah, because he starts, and he kills him. <laughs> well, yeah, he does later on after. Yeah. But I'm just saying, when they go to do the wedding mission to go steal the daughter, uh, yeah, half, half the group dies. dies. Yeah. And it's like this eclectic group of people, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of, like, a, that's another, you know, right sort of joke Funny. in his dry humor palette, I guess. Uh, one thing that they did, I noticed that they used is the currency in this film was called ECUs. Yeah. Which Bitcoin. stands for European currency unit which at the time was going to be replacing the local currencies of several countries within the uh united european countries which of course we know now in 2002 had been named the euro oh but yeah so it's interesting that you know Mm -hmm. they were ahead of their times a little bit in that regard too. They can see the future. Hey man, they're like the Simpsons. Sometimes, like I say, when when Cronenberg was like doing his movies, he is just so specific about following a thread until the end. Mm -hmm. Like if we do this one thing, what would be the worst possible outcome of us doing this one thing, Mm -hmm. and where would it end up? And these are those kind of creative people, right? To see that that dark fucked up part of the future mm-hmm. uh in some ways and i i think it's uh kind of interesting maybe this will be a thing in the future when we get more stupid 
you know, mm-hmm. because we're getting more stupid as the days go like on. Idiocracy. Yeah, like it'll be idiocracy, and then the stupid people. Everyone's stupid, but the stupid people will also hate the the, the pretty people. Oh yeah. Do you yeah, see what I mean? Yeah. Because we'll be like revert back to something as basic. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, did you have any scenes in the movie that were your favorite, or anything that were memorable to you? Oh, well, besides the then we'll wed- talk the one about the one that's a gross one. Uh, the, well, besides the wedding one, which you already talked about about the cake, but I really like the party, which they kind of did like an extended scene because just every single costume you could tell they put thought into. It reminded me of the Fifth Element right oh, yeah. there, like all that. It was really that was really good. That stood out to me. Okay. Well, yeah. There was like a. It was kind of like a mix between like a. Uh, a fetish party and like the eighties. Cause remember there was like people like with full masks that right. were wearing the like rubber suits almost, but they were not rubber suits. They were, but they were done in the same design. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where they have the fake big boobs and mm-hmm. like the, the holes in the mouth and the eyes where they look like they're wearing a ski mask. Wasn't there a couple of people like that? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm like, am I going crazy? Cause that's what I remember. But anyway, what did you like about that? Just, just the, the outfits you're saying? I just, yeah. I just went, yeah. And I like the whole cake scene and them trying to get into the building with the cake and you know, that whole thing. I like how nobody cares that anybody died. Right. It's just like, okay, now time to go on to the next scene. <laughs> this movie is in a big hurry, by the way. It, it it really doesn't spend too much time to smell the roses. I also liked um, in the party they had a ro- a ro- a robo priest. The priest was a robot. Oh yeah, they have robots. In yeah. The so when they started shooting, when they started shooting, um, the robot, the robot, the robots started blessing everyone as yeah. they were running past. It was funny. <laughs> That yeah, was really funny. all and of then, the guards were robots. Yeah, the guards were robots, and they just shot their heads off. I love the priest as a robot. Like that, yeah, that's I did so too. Funny. I thought it was creative. That's probably one of his inside jokes. You know, yeah, he's probably not too fond of religion. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Thirty coins is all well, religious. They're thinking, you know, um, Judas's coins. Well, it's the future, so they were just trying to be. Oh, follow the thread, where it would go. Like, how far would religion get bastardized in right. the future? So it, where it's just a tradition. That's what I mean by follow the thread. If you hold okay. down a thread and you follow it to the end of time, where is it going to go? That's what I mean by that. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't mean physically hold a piece of thread. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, as you walk away, as you walk away. <laughs> I'm not talking about sweaters, Christina. Light on the floor. <laughs> All right, can you can you talk to me here? Tell me what else you got. They also had like like uh, in the beginning and like towards the end where the media would come in, so they would have all these little news segments. And there was a a part at the end where they had the news segment, and then a commercial came on, and it was for Acid Flakes cereal. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Which I wish they would have done more of that in there. Yeah, I w- I really wish they would have had more of that within the movie. You know what it kind of reminded me of is like um uh what's his name uh who did Mandy? Oh, with the mac the mac and cheese. Yeah, where the thing? the mac goblin th- Oh, mac threw- goblin, yeah. Yeah, he like cheese goblin. cheese goblin throws up all the macaroni and cheese yeah, on the kids. I like that. It's funny. <laughs> Funny. It's just like in there, obligatory style. It's like called trippies. That's what mm-hmm. they called it. And you just see this kid like laying back, like out of his fucking mind, having a <laughs> fucking bad trip. 
Uh, I, there was a lot of little things like that in the in the movie that I really liked. A lot, of, a lot of the set and prop design was just top notch. Like mm-hmm. the guns were so fucking cool. Yeah, I've never seen guns like that. You know, mm-hmm. like they were flat or or like gigantically round, like Hellboy mm-hmm. style before Hellboy. By the mm-hmm. way, oh, and even um the the conjoined twins. Well, it was like an older man, but you know they were conjoined oh, together, guys. Yeah. and then one of them died. So it, he got taxidermy to the guy. Well, let me let me we take it back because there's some funny shit that leads to it. This is the style of humor again that maybe not will fly over most people's heads, but when you think back on it, it is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. It's like the captain of the ship after everybody fails at the mission, they steal the daughter, but they fail. They all die. He doesn't want anybody to have the money that they're going to get. He tells the guys they're going to get, they're going to split $10 million between all of them. Turns out it's a hundred million. They find this out through the television. They approach him and he's like, oh yeah, they must've misheard me or something. You wouldn't think I was lying or anything. And so they're like, yeah, no, we just want the truth. We're not really sure what's going on. I mean, if it's only 10, that's fine. Yeah. But if it's a hundred, we're going to get some of that. Right. (laughs) And then. So the captain goes around killing everybody. Tells, to get the money. Yeah. Yeah. He tells the conjoined twin to go lay down. And then they, he wakes up and his fucking twin is dead. Yeah, he with beat the, him over the head with a rock. No. Or did he put a screw? He put a, a fucking pipe through uh, his head or something? He put a fucking uh, cleaver in his oh, head. Oh, it was a cleaver. He literally slapped him one time in the head with a cleaver, but you don't see it until he wakes up. So his conjoined twin is dead next to him, flopping around with this fucking hatchet in his head, and he pulls the gun out to shoot the captain. He shoots him a couple of times, and I was like, holy shit, this is kind of different. So somehow the captain gets away or whatever, but the, the conjoined guy has to carry his dead brother around with him on this mining town because they crash into this planet and uh he runs into a blind taxidermy guy yeah what the fuck taxidermy on this planet just randomly what a coincidence and he fills his little brother with hay and he was like there you go Uh, at least it won't smell so bad and you know how's he look and he's just smiling the whole time and he's like he looks like a fucking creepy doll (laughs) but it's it's Good. Oh, and then it's funny too because later on, uh, they he gets hung on a tree. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah, the the uh, so he's like dangling off his his brother, his brother is hanging. His dead brother, the one that's taxidermied, is hung while he's dangling off the side and he can't do anything. It's like yeah, <laughs> he's just flippy flopping there. It's pretty fucking funny. That's funny. That was funny. The funny thing is, is that. Well, yeah, I don't know. Like, when I think back on it, man, there's, like, just weird, wild shit. The Ramon guy and the daughter, she gets, like, Stockholm Syndrome, and she kind of wants to be a part of this. She's, like, digging it. She doesn't like her dad. She wants all the money. And so she's, like, trying to convince Ramon that he's she's in love with him. She isn't, but she thinks she is. And so she's helping him the whole time. <laughs> like, trying to help everybody. It's the weirdest thing. And uh, they go to this bar at a my or they, not a bar. They go to a small, tiny, like, uh, shack that they see in the distance to stop and, like, rest. And uh, this is where, like... They've never seen a woman before. Yeah, this whole planet has never seen a woman before because it's a mining planet, apparently with no women. W- women don't mine. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Well, maybe there were women. We don't know. 
<laughs> the way they treat them here is pretty bad. Um, but yeah, so they like these two brothers. Ones they're like these two sort of pudgy fat dudes that kind of remind me of nothing but trouble, <laughs> only without diapers and they don't look like babies. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No. You remember Nothing But Trouble, Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase? No, I never seen it. That's why we bought it. Oh, you never. Okay, we'll have to do that in the future. Anyway, I thought you had. Anyway, there's these two brothers that go in to tell their grandfather, and uh, he, uh, they, they're all standing outside, and they're like, "Holy shit, it's a girl!" And she's like bent over petting their dog, and then he's like, they start shaking, and I noticed that their pants were all wet. And I was like, what the fuck? So I was like, did they just pee themselves? And then I was like, wait, that doesn't make sense. It wasn't pee. And I was like, did they just cum themselves? And if you rewind it, the guy on the right, you can see the white shit coming out of his pant leg of his shorts. (laughs) If you look really close like Alex did. Well, yeah, because I want to know what the fuck was going on. I was like, holy shit. I've never seen something like that. Uh, so yeah, it's like comically overdone. Yeah, it's really gross. They tie her up in some weird, crazy rig, and then somehow she gets out, and they're all tied to the same rig now in the same way she was. That was kind of funny. Uh, there was like this little person who is, you know, like they they look little, but they're really older. Mm -hmm. It's not like you know, like Webster. Right. You know. There was this little guy, and he was, like, carving in the chest of Ramon with a razor. Do you remember that? Yeah. Man, I was like, ew, what the fuck? And he's like, ha, ha. It's weird. He's, like, hissing at him while he's cutting him. And he's like, look, we can be friends. They treat you like shit. He's mm-hmm. like, Daddy, can I watch? Or Grandpa, can I watch? And he's like, yeah, just stand on the other side of the door and watch. And then he shuts the door, and he's like, see, they tricked you again. Because you're stupid. Me and you can team up together. And he just cuts into him with a razor. Stupid. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. There's definitely some sexist stuff going on in here. But I think it's more to make fun of those kind of people than it is really to, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a different culture, too, probably. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, ultimately, I think it's more of to take the piss out of everything, you know? Uh, What's another scene? The bar scene? I don't know. Towards the end, it got weird because uh, they were fighting and then the father shows up and they got weird. And then there was a bomb and the conjoined twin oh, ended yeah. up ripping off the, the dead body of the conjoined twin. So he went and grabbed the bomb, right? Well, the the, the and, funny thing is, is that they have the newscast guys there to, to monitor to the, the money exchange. Right. Which is like, what the fuck? Don't right. tell the police, but the news is there. But the police showed up, and then they shot the news reporter. That's right. Which I thought was funny. He goes running up, don't shoot, don't shoot. Right. And he's like, bow, 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 bow. <laughs> he's just like a pile of mush. Uh, oh, there was that other scene when, when the captain is telling people, he, he's going around, he's trying to make them feel like they're safe. He's like, we have a traitor on board, and it's him. He's like, we got to do something about this. Which one of us is it? Let's oh. all go to our rooms and settle down. And then he goes into the one that's floating on the on the hover, the hover wheelchair. wheelchair. <laughs> and he's, which this guy has a bomb strapped to his chest because he's a terrorist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he's like, did you find the, did you find the, the, the guy? He's like, yeah, I did. And he's like, oh, good, good, good. He was like, who is it? And he's like, it's me. And then he pulls the pin on his chest and then walks out. <laughs> 
and then shuts the door and it explodes and you see the guy's head hit the window and slide oh, down right. like a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Even the blind uh the uh blind taxidermy? taxidermy guy gets a fucking like literally a plate size hole in his chest from a mm-hmm. gun. Right. <laughs> and Crazy. still is able to talk. I don't yeah. know how. <laughs> uh I don't know. It's a wild movie. I mean, I think some people might like it more than maybe we do, Christina, but especially if you grew up on it, it's just one of those movies. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the best thing I've ever seen, but I'm glad I have it. Mm-hmm. Cuz it's going to become rare eventually and you know, we do have another movie that we're going to talk about with mutants in it. Um, not action mutante, but uh, another movie that Christina did the work another on. Another mutant movie. Uh, mutants from 2009. In the middle of a zombie apocalypse, a resourceful couple couple hides out in an isolated abandoned building. The woman is pregnant and the man is infected, slowly transforming into the kind of inhuman monster they are trying to escape. Oh, God. That's a horrible synopsis. But this was written and directed by David Morley. He's known for Organic from 2004 and Home Sweet Home from 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, also, this was written by Louise Paul Desange. Desange. Uh, he wrote Final Balance from 2011 and Highland. High Lane from 2009. These are all French uh, yeah. stuff, just so you guys know. Um, Helene de Fogrol. Say that one more time. You're not going to be able to say it, so just let me. Okay. <laughs> I'm not even sure I'm saying it right. Fougroles? Fougrol? I uh, play Sonia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she was also in a movie called Who Knows. From- <laughs> I, I like how it says that after we're just trying to pronounce her name. It's like, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I just that was funny. Uh, she was also in The Beach from 2000. Yeah, the one with Leonardo, Leonardo no, DiCaprio. Not that one. Yes. Oh, is that the French it's one? The, is that her? It's that's the one. Oh, okay. Oh, that's funny. And she's also been on a bunch, a bunch of TV shows. Uh, we also have Francis Renaud, who plays Marco. He was in The Lookout from 2012 and The Devil in the Sky from 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have Nicholas Briancon. Briancon. Yeah, who plays Frank. He was in Spiral, 2005, uh, which is a French TV show. He was also in a movie called Mason Clothes from 2010. Um, I couldn't find a budget on this, but it took the festival route before uh, uh, IFC Films picked it up in 2010 and released it on DVD and Blu-ray. Right. So, And that's how I guess I never, I, I've never been able to find a Blu-ray of this. Um. Yeah. I know that there's like a German one or something or like a French one, but it's not regioned mm-hmm. or it's, it's regioned, I should say. So you have to get it. But, but the DVD is fine. What do you think of the movie, Alex? Um, well, this is a movie that I've seen many times before. It is one of those kind of underrated films that you just kind of like sort of like because you like. I don't, I don't know why. Like it has all the right things that happen in the movie in a lot of ways, but it also doesn't go far enough to make it really stand out in the crowd all the, all that much. 
but it's a notable film. It's a action-packed sort of zombie-esque feeling movie that deals specifically with mutants in the middle of France. They're driving out in the snowstorm and like people are getting infected. You hear it over the radio. They get out of the vehicle and shoot somebody. And then these people have to like get off on their own because everybody's like against everybody. Mm-hmm. It's got that whole vibe, you know, the whole zombie-esque thing to it. But it's I'd like it a little bit more because I like the added part of the contagion element that they have mm-hmm. with like the blood and stuff like that and how virus yeah and in these these things they they kind of change uh it is a little bit more of a personal sort of smaller compact film mm-hmm. made to look like a big budget sort of film so it has that appeal like it can feel like a big budget movie but it is really condensed into the relationships and the characters that you get to meet in this movie which essentially is this guy and his wife or whatever girlfriend and uh, one of them gets infected and they try to save them and yeah it gets mm-hmm. wild from there mm-hmm. and mutants look i thought pretty fucking cool in this they're mm-hmm. black eyed they look like demons almost you know they got tweaker teeth yeah <laughs> <laughs> got some tweaker teeth <laughs> which i'm surprised they can bite into anything i, mean, I know they, they just break off like Shit's a tic tac or something falling off <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's some gore in it. There is, you know, it's a French film, so they're not shy of that in this movie, but I don't think it's like, I don't think that's what the movie is necessarily like this gore-tastic film, Mm -hmm. but there is some gore in the film that is pretty gross, uh, or cool. Specifically, there's a scene that happens right in the beginning of the movie that I think any horror fan will love. Uh, it's just like, well, there we go. Got my attention real quick. Let's start this movie. (laughs) <laughs> literally don't miss the beginning of the movie because it's awesome yeah um other than that though there's really not a lot going on here they kind of hit on a lot of the same tropes you do in a lot of like these zombie-esque sort of films and you know bad people are bad people and you know it just you know it always becomes a struggle inside this compound and things go from worse to bad although the ending was a little uh, mm-hmm but yeah, it's like this one doesn't really stand out that much. But I think if you like the genre of like end of the world scenarios and you're kind of intrigued by the idea of uh, mutants instead of like zombies in place of it, it might be like a different one that you watch. Seems like when I posted it, you know, when we posted that we were going to be doing it, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, that's a really, you know, not so bad film. It's not perfect. Mm hmm. And I'd say that's pretty true. You know, it is. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, we're talking like 6.5. It just barely gets that because it's interesting enough, has some gore, has the creatures and stuff in it. Mm -hmm. Some of the characters I didn't really like too much, but I loved how bleak it it, uh, was. And I also like how uh, some of the effects that they used in the film, it's got this like dirty sort of well shot movie look to it Mm -hmm. that i really like i i don't know aesthetically it's kind of pleasing in that regard the performances aren't too bad they're believable um not the best acting i've seen but yeah Mm 6.5 7 you know it's worth a watch it's not going to blow you away but you know it's one of those movies that i'm glad i have that probably people will forget about right because he never really did that much the director right yeah he didn't even now yeah and, and it's like they even set it up for almost like a sequel at the end so mm-hmm. 
And it never happened, I yeah. guess. What about but you? Yeah, yeah, like you said, it the beginning really gets right into it. It it, it keeps going, and and every like bad kind of situation happens, which you really don't like see in like zombie movie movies, you know. And then it gets, and then it gets really dramatic, and it slows down. And then I, you know, then you start lo- I started losing interest about like, oh god, probably like thirty minutes in. Right down. Anyway, uh. Yeah, so I lost interest, and uh, I like the idea of it. It's good. The acting is good. The effects are good. I like the zombie, the creature mutant makeup. I thought it was scary looking, tweaker teeth, you know, but it just got boring. Um, Even though the the story was kind of original, I think they put, they try to like put too many twists towards the end of it. Okay. I just kept like rolling my eyes and yeah, it was just, just too much. It's, it yeah. really just kind of drags a little bit in some parts. I think that's where it's like just kind of average, a little yeah. over average for and a while. It could have been, I don't know, a lot more. Right. If they I mean, put you know, a little more action I, like in the middle. I think it's really just it had a budgetary restraint. That's it. You Which know what makes I mean? sense. You that know? makes sense. Like if they had more money, they could have made this like into a really good like Dawn of the Dead-esque sort of movie, I think. Right, which kind of sucks they couldn't do that with the sequel or something, but that's okay. It right. Happens. Like, I honestly think that it was a competently made film, an acted film, like all the, like, shots oh, yeah. and everything. Yeah. There's, like, really nothing other than just the fact that there wasn't a lot going right. on. I wanted to be a part of this world more than I, than I got. Yeah, and then they almost tried too hard by making it, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah. Anyway, I gave it a 5 out of 10. I liked it better than the other movie for some reason, which is weird. Oh, no, it's it's easier to watch. Yeah, it is. It is. But, yeah, that beginning part was was really worth it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think 6.5. You said 5? 5. Okay. You just think it's average. Average, yeah. I think there's... I think it does some new stuff in it that you you don't see in normal places. Mm-hmm. Plus, the intro is really good, and I do like the makeup and effects work that they do on the creatures. I thought that was really good. The the it's in the snow too, right? Which looks really cool because they're like running around in the goddamn snow, which is like Jesus Christ. That's like nightmarish for me since I've only been in snow like a handful of times <laughs> in my life. <laughs> so what is that like a? F- fucking uh we got like a 5.75 out of 10 from both of us mm-hmm. and then for the other one you were four and i said six so mm-hmm. a five out of ten on that one wow not a great week for a lot of people this week huh nope so nope. so if you like things that christina like doesn't like then you might have a good time <laughs> uh but yeah we do have zero uh, trivia on this, but we can certainly talk about some of the scenes and some of the things that we really liked in the movie. But if you haven't seen this movie, it is kind of, this one's a little bit difficult. I think there was a version on YouTube, by the way, yeah. that you could watch. I can't recall, but you can rent this movie for three bucks on uh, YouTube or Google Play Movies and TV or whatever. Uh, you probably could find it in multiple places uh actually if you if you were to look but uh yeah if you want to get a dvd copy i think it's like ten dollars or something on amazon amazon we got we got mine it was a used copy but it was brand new Mm -hmm. uh and yeah like it was like in this the cover but they have to sell it as used yeah exactly um but yeah it was on there for like on dvd from ifc and it, it doesn't look that great on a dvd to be honest with you it'd probably be better watched on 
Blu-ray, but I think it gets a pass. Like, you're fine. You can get away with it. You can do the uh, SD or the HD version on YouTube or Google Play. So, But uh, other than that, if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. So, <laughs> there's this girl, and she's running through the fucking forest, like, trying to get away from shit. She's, well, first of all, there's a girl. She falls on the ground in front of a bunch of monsters that are tearing apart her friends or family or something. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, they're not attacking her. I don't know why. And they disappear. And then she starts waddling, waddling out into the forest. Where am I? Right. Until? Uh, she goes into the road and she gets hit by an ambulance and her body goes flying <laughs> into the forest. No, her body gets obliterated into a fucking... <laughs> it's, there's no body flying into the forest. Oh, that's right. It like explodes. It's literally just pieces that just go... On all sides of the fucking hot, like the ambulance. And what a way to go, by the way. Let me tell you, (laughs) you're about to get saved help and you get hit by an ambulance and die. Right. By being turned into fucking Kool-Aid all over the fucking (laughs) car. Because that's what it looked like. Like she was like a wax body that just got hit by a fucking car. (laughs) And they just keep driving. They don't even give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. Odds are she was probably infected, but... It was red blood, not black blood. So I don't know. Is that good or bad? Like, is it okay? So in the ambulance, there's like two paramedics and then there's like two military people and the paramedics are working on one of the military people. It looked like they were like trying to like save save him. Save him. He got bit. Do you think he got bit? Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's right. Because she freaked out and had to shoot him in the head when they stopped. At the end or at what they stopped and, uh, you know, they got out. Then they made the, she made the um, medical staff clean out the vehicle because of the infected blood. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to get that infected blood all over. Right. Which they're like, like one of the guys goes down to the to the lake under the bridge or the, the stream mm-hmm. and finds a dead body. And he's like, oh, fuck, I'm in this water. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, you got infected water. And I'm like, well, I guess it doesn't matter as soon as it hits that van. Yeah, exactly. You know, but you hear something over the radio about how the whole place, like, they're losing track of everybody and there's an infection and... You would think they'd be wearing masks. <laughs> right? If there was an infection like that. I mean, we this is before... <laughs> this is long before Anthony Fauci, so I said... Like, <laughs> whether you believe him or not, it's up in the air, you know, I guess. People. <laughs> Masks don't take. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not even gonna do I'm it. Sorry, I just noticed that because she was wiping the blood off of yeah. her face, and I'm like, "Well, if you had your mask on, well, that's how stupid we were back then." You know, but you know, I would say that's how stupid we were back then. But I know we're still stupid to this day, so <laughs> doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, we all deserve to die anyway. Um, so then we find them, they end up going to another place, they get away from the girl, they, they get into a tussle with her or whatever, and end up having to fucking, like, because they know that she's going to kill them for some reason, because they were too close to the infection. And she's military. And she's military, so it's all protocol bullshit. So I forget what happens to her exactly. It was a really cool scene. So they find uh, a kid who's acting crazy, but uh, 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 she says that this this kid's autistic and we need to take this kid with us and the military lady like refuses absolutely refuses so then they pull guns on each other right and then uh yeah because uh, they believe in gets, saving his life yeah so she she gets shot and then she shoots him 
and then he and then uh she shoots the medic the mil- you're talking about yeah the medic you say him you gotta be more specific sorry so the two medics pull guns on each other on on the her on the military lady yes yeah and the child is sitting on the ground crying and gets up and bites her right yeah so which- the military lady shoots the kid and then the medic guy shoots her and then he gets shot too he gets shot so not only does he get bit but he also gets oh no that's right when she shoots him blood goes all over his face Mm -hmm. and he's like great now i'm fucking infected you dumb bitch (laughs) right right (laughs) which they don't really know for sure until they go to this medical facility that is like out in the middle of nowhere and i don't even know if it's a medical facility but it like looks like i don't know what it was it was just a building yeah it was like she kept calling it a building she's like i'm in the i'm in this building in the middle of nowhere right but there's like stuff in there that it was like medical stuff Mm -hmm. so i don't know like they had food and medicine and all kinds of stuff in there Mm -hmm. and they try to save him but you know one thing comes leads to another and he keeps trying to bite her and shit like that and he's like losing his hair and like Mm -hmm. so she's trying to like say it so now it it turns into oh she's gonna save him and she's been infected but she uh you know she healed herself so now like no 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 she didn't heal herself she is unaffected by the virus right she's not healing that's not healing you know what i bet yeah she's just not yeah she is the anti she's the drug that could save humanity at this point in time so it's just like the last of us only she's an adult who's and she's in love. pregnant too yeah she's got a kid she's too stupid so they're just gonna wrap the baby up turn it into a battery and start milking it for fucking antibiotics <laughs> so she's uh like giving him blood transfusions with her blood she's o negative but yeah. he's still changing yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's like the virus is too strong and the transfusion doesn't work. It just makes it more sick. So she gets on the radio and she starts radioing out that, you know, I don't get infected. Come save me. Right. So then, of course, she's on a widespread radio mm-hmm. on an open band trying to contact the military. Guess who else shows up? Bad people. Resistance. Yeah. The fireflies. Yeah, the fireflies. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they show up and she, they're like, not, it's like this guy, Frank, um, his like, whatever. I don't know what the fuck she is. There's a couple of scenes with him that I just did not like. He pissed me off a lot. I mean, granted, that's what his character is supposed to do, but he's not that badass. You know, it's like someone's dad. Right. You know, but they treat him like he's like Rambo. (laughs) You're talking into the wrong side of the mic. I was reading. Sorry. Um, there was that one scene where she's like kissing him on the mouth and she's like so into him. And then he just stares straight forward and doesn't look and she starts giving him a blowjob. I was like, okay. Uh, all right. That's not <laughs> stupid. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit. You know? How did he die? Um, I forget. When he betrays that girl. Right. So she's like doing everything for him. Even even when she gets, they, they meet Sonia. He's like, uh, she's like, you fucking bitch, you lying bitch. You know, you've been bitten or something like that. And and, he, and she was like, we, you said there was somebody with you. And she was like, yeah, he left me. And she had hit him in like the cellar the in this room. Yeah. Yeah. And, and knocked him out so that his metabolism wouldn't go as fast. And it would slow the process of the uh, mutation and her blood. She would use her blood and slow his heart down and stuff. And like, he was like, get out of here, bitch. He's like, (laughs) 
He's like, wait. He puts his finger up and he was like, two coffees. Get him now, bitch. Oh, that's right. It was and so I was stupid. like, ugh. And then it was between that and the fucking thing. But he betrays that blonde hair woman. Mm-hmm. They're in the library or something like that, chasing after Sonia and uh, and these monsters that have broken in. Because at this point in time, there's been a big, big scuffle and stuff, a fight inside that has set off guns and stuff. And all these fucking infected are like running around outside. They break in and start fucking pushing people into different corners of the building. Mm-hmm. And he and uh, his girlfriend, Frank and that woman uh, that... The coffee lady, <laughs> the uh, she they set off like a smoke bomb and then try to like get away from the monsters. Well, he runs and she's like right behind him and he slams the door on her hand and then pushes her in so that she gets stopped by the monsters and he can get away. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, my God. And they, were, they did this really cool scene where it's her getting pulled away, but it's the camera mm-hmm. and you see her fall back and it's the camera falling back. And there's blood spraying up mm-hmm. and you can hear him biting into her. Oh. And I thought it was a really, a really cool like shot that, you you know, mm-hmm. that you just, you just wouldn't think about when you think about this movie because it's, it's kind of average, but there's some above average work done on it. You know what I mean? Right. So I thought I really liked that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, when he shuts the door after that, you see that and he's like, oh my God, I can't believe I just killed that, that coffee lady. <laughs> And then he looks Whoops. to his left Whoopsie. and there's like the big Chungamunga fucking big boy fucking oh, mutant. Yeah. yeah, it was huge. Yeah, he was like 700 pound fucking mutant. <laughs> <laughs> and he just eats him, so. Oh, that's right. He got ate, eaten. Yeah. He got eaten. He got eaten. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 that was kind of cool. Uh, there was also another guy that came at the party who was like this bald headed guy who was like just kind of like tagging along. I don't think he really wanted to belong to any group, but he just had to survive. Mm-hmm. So he was tagging along with them and he ends up helping Sonia and and them fighting off the the mutants, the mutants. Yes. Um, while they're in the in the in the building or whatever, they become friends. But he eventually falls to a bunch of mutants and the uh, cusp of the mutants, the cusp, the cusp. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I just like I like how aggro they are. You don't really know why. I think it would be cooler if they could mutate into other things. Maybe um, they could have done better. That would have been more interesting. I think you know mm-hmm. if you would they would have extra extra arm or like a, a, a animal feature or but, yeah. But the, the 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 black blood and the black eyes are really cool in this. So mm-hmm. I have to. I really do have to give them that. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. The end, not so much. I mean, they did this whole back and forth with fucking her husband who, like, gets out and... and he's mutated. Yeah, he's he, mutant. he's, like, helping her with... Kind an, of. Like, another mutant attacks her, and then he comes and attacks that and, mutant. So, yeah. like, like, it's, like, his subconscious telling him... It's the O negative blood that she gave him. Yeah, and it's, like, just enough to keep her, keep him, like... But then he smells the, the, the pregnant stomach. Yeah, he smells his like, own baby. Oh, that's my baby. I'm so hungry. And he goes to eat at her stomach, and she's like, no, I'm going to worry And then she stabs him in the neck with that long pipe. Yeah, she he killed gets, him. Yeah, he gets tangled up in the... Even though he fucking saved her from the other mutant. Right. It's 
fucked up, bitch. He gets all <laughs> tangled up in this barbed wire and he can't get out and he gets tired and she just stabs him in the neck. But the thing that that I just didn't buy is that in these movies, you know, like most of the time, like any military, they made such a big point about how the military was going to just shoot anybody that might be infected. Mm-hmm. Why are they going to stop at a place where she's in this enclosed fence? They shoot all the fucking mutants with the fucking helicopter. Except her. Except her. I mean, I don't care. And they just believe her what she, she says over the she, radio. Did she say for sure that she has the cure? No, she didn't. She just, she said, I'm immune. I'm immune. Come save me. Okay, I don't remember her saying the immune part, but... Yeah, she said it over the radio, because that's why they came to get her. Right. She just wanted to get help as quick as possible, I guess. But yeah, that's where it kind of... The logic leap there is yeah. too much for me, because... Yeah. And I don't really get the angle of the baby. Like, what the fuck is the point of the baby? I don't know. I thought it's to eat. That's the point Wait, of the what? baby. It's so the mutants can eat it. Oh, come on, or, Christina. Or so, you know, Dawn of the Dead with the zombie baby. Oh, That's God. the point of the baby, If she's Alex. immune, she would, the baby would be immune, too, I would think. I mean, I know that you, you can... You don't know because he because he got her blood and he still fucking... Well, they share blood. I'm not saying it's not impossible. But he transferred into the mutants. I, so. know that, I know that some babies can be sick or the mom can be sick and the baby isn't sick. Anyway, I just don't I just don't think that they would just pick her up like that all willy nilly. No, they wouldn't. They would have shot her before they yeah, picked her up. And that's the other thing. It's a little hard to watch, I think, nowadays after what we've been through the past few years mm-hmm. and like how crazy that was. And like these people aren't even wearing masks. So it's like <laughs> it really is hard. It's a little distracting. Um but I still think it's kind of creative and, you know, a, a neat little well, film to watch every once in a while. And it was during all the, you know, when all the zombie films were coming out, too. So. Right. Something different for Yeah, it was just kind of a different storyline. It's not going to win any awards in the end, but, you know, it's just kind of cool, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Know. It was okay. I liked it. I like it enough. I think, I think if you guys dig in piles of horror movies over and over and over again to find little gems here and there, you know... I was saying to Nick, you know, like, you know, last week, you know, how I, we tend to watch a lot of sevens, sixes, sevens, and eights mm-hmm. more than we do the, the tens oh, yeah, totally. or the nines. Oh, it's totally. like we collect more of those, the small, the lower number films yeah. than we do the bigger ones anyway. Yeah. Like before of we course. buy the other ones. I'll even buy it just to have it because you just don't know. Right. You know, and yeah, it's still art. Like, even if it was a fucking five, it's still art. Somebody made it. Sure. But I mean, I don't know. You could say the same thing about the other one and you gave it a four. <laughs> yeah, but I'm glad I'm glad we own it. Oh, yeah. The action mutante. Yeah. Well, yeah, I want I want to get a lot of his stuff, but there's a lot of it that you can't get here in the United States. There's another movie. He's already got another movie out that's like a slasher. Yeah. Yeah. That, Why don't we watch it? I don't know. I, I mean... We could if we get our VPN, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's like a, it takes place, it's like a slasher. There's like a jester and like another guy and they go around killing people. It's almost like a... Joker? Yeah, like a joker, huh. but a jester. It's, it's very oh. much more like a jester. Is there a difference? Yes. <laughs> yes, there very much is. They're both clowns. Right. And a jester would be more of a British thing or, you know... Or like like kingdom style, you know, like it's more like theatrical than a clown. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? The like, Renaissance Festival. Clowns are like McDonald's compared to fucking the steakhouse, okay? No offense, but 
I'm just saying, like, that's, you know, like, the jesters back in the day mm-hmm. were the, like, king's, you know, fun yeah. time monkeys. Entertainment. <laughs> it was Who's this... my little fun time monkey, huh? Yeah, it was the stand-up comedian. I guess. But, yeah, I don't know. There's, like, a, there's, like, they look like the Mardi Gras, like, faces. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how to explain it. You know what I the, know. I know what you mean. They it's, have, like, the, the, the things on top of the head people, with the bells on the people end. People know what it is. Like, punch dolls. I still think it's just a different version of a Joker. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. But, yeah. Uh, there was a movie called The Funny Man that kind of looked like that, too. But, I don't know. It's weird and interesting. I would like to see that. We are going to be watching some uh, films, one of the films that we got last week and another suggestion that somebody had offered to us about a week or two ago, a couple weeks ago, actually. So we we did get this movie called Savage Land, which, by the way, guys, if you haven't watched my uh, big horror like haul that we just did, it's like a 30 minute video, but there's a lot of movies on there on YouTube. That, that were given to us or we bought with the money from people who donated to us. I would highly recommend you watch it. A lot of people really liked it. We got a lot of really good positive response from that video and it doesn't get a lot of views, which is fine. But if you want to look for some new stuff, we're going to be pulling from that pile a lot here in the next, you know, however many months or weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but we decided to pick one of them, which is Savage Land, which is a, a sort of faux documentary style found footage kind of Blair Witch style fucking horror movie uh, that takes place in a border town in Texas, I believe. And it's about this uh, illegal immigrant who is like crossing into the border illegally, but the whole town has gone haywire and there's like demons everywhere or something. I haven't they're, seen that in a long time. They're not really sure if it's demons or zombies. And we, I remember us watching it. And liking it. I remember that too. But it's been a while. Yeah, I don't remember, remember it though. They, they do it in such a way that it is so believable. Like, so like the, the footage, like the news footage and stuff like that. It's one of those. So I'm kind of curious to see it. We haven't seen it in a long time. You can rent that. I think it might even be up on Prime. Wait, you can rent that. You can rent that. And I think it might even be up on Prime actually for video, but you can find it anywhere. It's called Savage Land, all one word. It looks like a film strip with some eyes on it or something like that. You'll see it. And we're also going to watch another movie from 2008, I believe. It's called Home Movie. And it's about these little kids who take their family's camera and are making home movies with it. And they end up fucking with their parents really bad, like nailing the cat to a cross and like a bunch of crazy shit. It's a found footage film. Uh, I'm excited. We're kind of excited. Ryan actually suggested that we watch that one a while ago, and I've never seen it. And I thought, well, we need another found footage film. So it was either that or Butterfly Kisses. And I said, well, let's just watch Home Movie. Okay. You can watch that on Roku, by the way. The other one you can find anywhere just about. So, Um, But yeah, so next week, that's what we're going to be watching. So you know what to watch if you want to follow along. Um, Sometimes we're going to have movies that, you know, you can't watch. I try to pick movies that you can, but it just happens occasionally, you know. But uh, yeah, other than that, guys, thanks so much for coming by this week. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode and we'll see you for next. As always, long live the boys.